0: And welcome to another far-fetched story. My name is R.E.M. Verberg. I'm a fantasy author, and I'm also your host on here. Today's story is a strange, poetic fantasy tale about a man who gets enchanted, no spoilers, and is forced to watch his former fiancé from a window as she's getting ready for her wedding to a new man. Your reader for this story is Diana Moore. If you want to know more about me, you can go to remverburg.com. And if you want to be kept up to date on new stories, or hear some of the creative process behind them, please feel free to subscribe by visiting tiny.cc slash writingfam writing fam. Enjoy the story, thank you for listening, and have a great day. Before we wink out of existence. I'm watching you. I'm always watching always on the outside looking in my nose pressed against the glass spread eagled on a cold surface that rebuffs me that will remain cold and untouched long after i'm gone it's an evening deep in winter snow is thick on the ground the world wrapped up in a dense slow blanket everything still moves just slower Everything always moves. I know that better than anyone. I only get this one evening behind your window before I, too, move on. The room inside is filled with warmth and excitement, chatter that dies down as you step out in your wedding dress. In the deepening silence, you look in a floor-length mirror, your hands clasp over your mouth, finding each other, In a gesture that says everything you don't have words to say. Everything that's mirrored back by the tears in your mother's eyes. Emotion flows within a rare moment of reverence. A moment that can be captured no more than you could hold onto water. Believe me, I know about water. I know about holding on. Once a year, I am granted this grace. To see you. To watch you from the outside. I say it's a grace, but it could easily be the worst part of my curse. To be carried past you so casually, like two people seeing each other from two passing trains. Even worse, because you don't look back, you don't see me. A thousand times worse, because I cannot touch you. I am carried past this one moment each year. For ten years, this has been my existence. Watching and waiting, even though there's nothing I can do, and all the while knowing that if only you touched me, my curse would be lifted. I would turn back into a man. Inside, the moment shatters, replaced by random shards of conversation. Human babble. I used to babble, too, until the words were taken from my mouth, until, technically, I no longer had a mouth. Eyes, a mouth, arms, legs, a body. I still can't help thinking of myself that way. Does a drop of water have a body? Does a snowflake? I remember the last time we touched. You handed me a shopping bag. Your fingertips touched mine. I nodded and turned away, not knowing that it would be the last time I'd have fingertips. Or arms to hug you, or lips to kiss you. If I had known I'd be cursed not hours later, I would not have taken that bag from you so casually. At the very least, I would have said I loved you. But I didn't. My mind was full of groceries. Broccoli and beer, I still remember. And this thing I heard about an old woman living up the hill who would grant your wish if she felt your heart was true. Inside, the guests leave and you, back in your everyday clothes, bid them farewell. You cross your arms, your hands disappear into the sleeves of a thick winter sweater. I feel the soft skin underneath your fingers as if they were my own. As you turn out the lights, I call to you. Please look at me, just look. But you move on, oblivious to me an ice flower on your window. Tomorrow, I might be a fragment of dirty, packed snow on your driveway. Next month, a drop of water in a stranger's sink. The stranger will cut himself shaving and touch me while rinsing his face. Later, I'll circle down a drain, clinging to tiny hairs that could once have been my own. You see, this is my life now. This is what I am, both smaller and larger than I've ever been before. I've been the sweat on a lover's back. I've been the water in a camel's mouth. I've traveled from the tops of the highest mountain to the depths of the deepest sea. And all the while, I thought of you, fingertips touching mine on a rainy Thursday afternoon. I thought a lot about what I would tell you if we ever met again. I clung to that hope as I now cling to this window in the icy silence after the lights have gone out. Last year, you sat in this room with a strange man And still I hoped. But tonight, after seeing you in your wedding dress, I can hope no longer. You will marry tomorrow, still thinking that I left you. Neither the tops of the mountains nor the depths of the seas could make that any less true. I want to see the world. That's what I told the old woman on that fateful Thursday afternoon after I picked up our broccoli and beer. She asked me if I was sure. I thought I was. Life had become small and stale to me, like the inside of a lunchbox that holds the same sandwiches every day. Please, forgive me. I was so young and so stupid. Recently, I've started to think that's the only reason I want to be human again. To tell you, just once, how sorry I am. Night comes with a velvety touch. The window warms up and I glide down, blind to where I'm going next. The witch's curse can take me where it will. From now on, it will no longer matter. I'd hoped to see you one more time before I wink out of existence. That wish has now been granted, just like the first one. I guess I should be thankful. In my darkest moments, I tell myself it's the same for everybody. In a way, all of us are cursed by the passage of time. We all flow. We're all carried away from the moments that matter the most, the moments that break the monotony of our little lunchbox lives. All of us are cursed by time. I was just cursed a different way. Whirling through the air and through the night, I travel on. I become a snowflake on the howling wind, a drop of perspiration clinging to a woman's nose on a busy subway. Finally, I settle as sleet before the steps of an unknown building. It is fully light. Have I been here before? People step over me, slip on me, curse me. I think I hear the witch laugh. I stare up at the bleak sky, wishing I still had tears to shed. It doesn't matter anymore. Even if I could cry, my tears would change and fade, just like I will change, just like I will fade. Church bells ring, a car door opens, shards of conversation tumble out, ring across the slippery street, echo against the building in front of me, excited human babble, and again, that sense of recognition. Something stirs in me, something becomes solid, braces itself against the cursed flow that will take me away. Something starts to hope. The clicking of heels on pavement, people cheering. I catch a glimpse of thick winter coats moving over me in a dark blur, and then you, a light in all that darkness. The white of your wedding dress stands out against the gray of the clouds. You don't look at me but at the steps of the church, where no doubt your fiancé is waiting. But I look at you. At the tears in your eyes, at your hands clutching a jacket around your bare shoulders, I am always watching. I watch as you slip and fall. I watch as you come closer. And I hear the old woman laugh again. I have been the sweat on a lover's back. I have been the water in a camel's mouth. I have been bigger than the ocean and smaller than a drop of morning dew. I've seen the reverence beyond the staleness of our ordinary lives. And I know now that I'd be nowhere rather than here, lying in a dirty street on a morning deep in winter, with your perplexed eyes on my face, your fingertips touching mine.